Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. It's time for a rivalry game. Daughter's ready. Come on, y'all. Been slaving over this for hours. A week for food, family, and football. Dear time for Jesus. Hey, um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. This is a Rivalry Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by P.G. Long, your Northwest flooring experts. Online at pglongllc.com. Danny and Dusty on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080. When you say grace, you can say the ground of Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this Monday. A lot of football that we need to get uh, to. Both on and off the field. Thanks. Uh, mm. The Oregon Ducks absolutely throttled Arizona State. Business was handled. Business was handled. 42 to nil at halftime. Look at you. You watch enough Wrexham, you're getting some nil in there. Uh, I like it. 42 to nil. It's good for you. Um, it was a beatdown of galactic proportions. Bo Nix going for six touchdowns in that first half. Uh, uh, you 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 were right on the uh, more passing yards versus rushing yards by just a smidgen. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Just a, just a smidgen. Yeah, it was. Uh, he threw for four hundo, um, six tutties, and he became the. You know, the crazy thing is, he became the first Oregon quarterback to throw over four hundred yards in back to back games since Achilles Smith. That was a long time ago. Wow. And it's 1998 like, was the last time an Oregon quarterback went for over over 400 in back-to-back games. And it's not like they've been short on quarterbacks. I mean, no, it's not the quarterbacks, but it, they they Joey Harrington, Kellen Clemens, yeah. Marcus Mariota, Justin Herbert. Like they have had a lot of really good quarterback play. How many of them were throwing the ball? This much with this much yak. Well, I mean, Justin Herbert could have been. That's to say the 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 coaching there limited what the yeah, uh, offense the is different. There. And this offense is explosive. Yes, but in every sense of the word, uh, it is explosive. And it was. I mean, they. You want to talk about 
not playing with your food, that is a game where you where you absolutely do it. And Kenny Dillingham's squad and like I Dillingham after the game said that, you know, he thinks that this is the best team he's ever faced, including the Georgia team that they played last year. That's hyperbole. He's trying to get He's gassing his guys up. His quarterback, his good buddy, yeah. uh, Dan Landing, who he's friends with mm-hmm. and coached with. I'm trying to get them a little bit more love, but yeah. the the performance that they put on was incredible. It was. Um and there it was historic too. I mean you have you have Troy Franklin setting the mark for receiving yards as an Oregon Duck and I don't think like like this conversation of is Troy Franklin the best receiver that Oregon has had? yes yes Troy Franklin is an is not just a we were having this conversation in the break he's not just an NFL receiver he is like a number 1 NFL type he has got the speed. He is one of the best route runners in the country. Mm-hmm. And he is everything that you can, everything you would want from a number one receiver. If you're in, God bless it, he is wide ass open a lot. Yeah. And for, when everybody knows the ball's going to him, 11 finds his way to be by himself in, in a lot of space very frequently. Uh, I would like for people to start guarding him. Like, I just, just like, just throw that no, out no, there. No. Third down, go ahead, and you might want to guard him. No, I mean, if you're Oregon, don't. <laughs> don't. They, they, they tend to love that. Yeah. Um, we disagree a little bit on where I I think he's a, a very good wide receiver. I think there's there's a delineation between Adunze Harrison and, and, and Troy. But I'm talking about, you know, we're guys that can be quite literally one of the five, six best wide receivers in the NFL – and Troy being like a very good wide receiver, like I, I don't think is there's anything about him that says he's some kind of you know product of Bo Nix or the offense or the other guy. He is a dude. Uh-huh. I just look at the other two guys as being even more of a dude. That's that's the only real separation that I have. But okay. he has been fantastic mm-hmm. by every measure. And the thing that coming out of this game for me that is not getting the love that it should, and there's already the national narrative is going another way is. Bo Nix should be the runaway Heisman favorite right now. He should be the runaway Heisman favorite right now. Yeah, Jaden Daniels is getting that little push yet again. I think the latest, uh, the latest that we have for the odds for the Heisman, um, I think it went back to Jaden Daniels. Yes, he's the favorite. He's the only one in minus money. Okay, and then uh, Bo Nix is right there. Look, this comes down to Bo Nix the next two weeks. Then you can have that conversation, right? And then if he goes 2-0 in the next two weeks, I think Bo Nix is probably your Heisman Trophy winner. But you've got to perform in these next two games uh, in order for that to happen. And look, Jaden Daniels is the product of the SEC hype machine. We talked about him last last, last week. week. His yeah. numbers are incredible. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, he has put up mm-hmm. insane statistics. And he's taken over games at times. You know, okay, the moments are not there. The three best teams they've played, they have lost two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and for Bonix, the best team that they played, they lost two as well. They lost two, but it wasn't because of Bonix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what LSU folks are saying. They're just looking at the raw numbers, but in a year where nobody's really pulling away, and I, I think that there's a prime opportunity for uh, Bonix to be there, especially when, you know, they're playing at the level that they are, and he's able to throw for 380 yards in a half. In a half. But the guys around him are incredible. Like, I, I love that Bo Nix gets criticized for not pushing the ball downfield well enough 
and you know throwing short ones. And Troy Franklin gets criticized for not being that big play receiver when they're thriving off of yards after catch. The, he is a get, yak monster. Get ball in receivers' hands <laughs> no. and pretty important to do something yeah, with it. No, Troy Franklin is probably top three, not just in, in without even looking at in yard in yak. Yeah, but what he does with the like. He pretty good. He makes dudes miss. Yeah. He's incredible in that vein. Also, out of this game is Bucky Irving crossed over a thousand yards. How rushing. I, I, I didn't watch much of this game because it was so sideways. Mm. How did the ankle look for him? Uh he's okay. Because it maybe in the like, USC he's, game he's he came crazy. In, well, he came in with like two pounds of, of padding on that yeah, ankle. He has USC. had a lot of those, and now he joins kind of that that list of Oregon running backs that thousand yard backs. It's really hard to rush for a thousand yards. Um, I think that like here in the state of Oregon, we get like we get the, a little bit uh, spoiled with how many great running backs that we've had come through here, uh, year. After year after year Whether with both Kenya Oregon or, or Oregon or, State. Yeah. No, it's both programs. Oh, yeah. They pump them out. Yes. And we don't understand just like. It's not normal. In the fact that. <laughs> That's not normal to have that. Oregon is doing this with two running backs and mm-hmm. in, in Jordan James as well, who's a phenomenal running back. And look, if, if Noah Whittington is healthy, you have that Kenyon, LaMichael kind of yes. one-two punch in the backfield. Like that was so special back there. But. That is a crazy thing to think about is Bucky Irving splits carries, doesn't play in the second half a whole heck of a lot, and crosses the 1,000-yard mark and joins that elite company uh, in in Oregon history. He's 25th in rushing in the country. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, pretty impressive. Seeing Bucky in person, and he, he's, he is the guy to me that has been so much fun to watch. There's, for a guy who's not that big to consistently run mm-hmm. guys over – yeah. but also have the ability to make everybody miss, not only in the wide-open field, but in a phone booth. Yeah, He will make guys miss who have no business missing him. Yeah, And that that it's just, it's not, doesn't matter who they're playing. It doesn't matter if it's a great defense, it doesn't matter if it's a bad defense. It, he doesn't feast on bad teams. He is just a dude. And there's just something about him that you're just, I, it's, it's hard to put your finger on just how good he really is, but He's more than just a luxury. He like there's just I don't know, man. I can't really quantify like how special he is for that team. But there's just something about him that I just can't really get away from. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a big day for Bo. Uh you see Dan Lanning got a big contract a bump too. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh so coming out of that game, Lanning because they because of all the escalators and kickers, and he gets a one-year contract extension. Ooh, and yeah, 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 and plus another uh, million dollars in deferred payment. So that'll push his pay up to like eight point two million dollars. I think uh, James Crepia, Oregonian, had oh, okay. that. Okay, nice. Yeah, that, that's a nice little, uh, nice little bump there. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's look, good to be look, a coach. Lanning's a hell of a coach, man. He's doing a really good job. But I think this is this is the week, and we're gonna have plenty of time to dive into it. This is the week where he's got to exercise some of the demons that you know fans are starting to wonder about. Yeah. You're zero three in rivalry games. You lose twice to Washington. He you already are zero and one to Oregon Boy. State. You have got to get a win yeah. because you are a more talented team this yes. year, and you have a whole lot more to play for. And you cannot be spoiled by the beefs. No, you can't. I mean, you can't do it. No, no, no. It, it's it's this is a non-starter. Like this isn't like a fireable offense, but they the pitchforks will come out if they drop this game. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. All right, 503-864-6326. That is the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, hey, let's go to the NFL. Let's go, let's go to a little trip oh. to the NFL, shall we? Let's do it. You want to do that? Yeah. Um, the, the Seattle Seahawks right here on the fan fall Oof. to the Rams yesterday. 17-16, but they may have lost a lot more. Danny Dusty. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Rivalry Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by P.T. Long. On 1080 The Fan. Let's talk a little NFL, shall we? Go on. Man, uh, right here on The Fan yesterday, old Geno Smith got hurt. End of the fourth, end of the third quarter against the Roms. And he's saying it's a tricep injury. That sounds terrible. It seems important for a... Quarterback to have a tricep too. I mean, debatable. Throwing, fo- throwing football. Yeah. Russell Wilson plays football without a brain. So wow, what? Where's that cheap shot for? Oh. Russ has been playing really well, and you're gonna just poop on him? Has he been playing really well? Yes, he has. He was awesome last night. Eh, I don't know. When... What? What? What planet are you on? Did you watch that game? The one where he throws for one ninety three, one forty. Who cared? No, no, no. Wrong. Wrong. 300, 200 yards in a game is just inexcusable. It does no, 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 no. It is. He is actually playing within within himself. What are their mm. records in those games? Uh, four and one. Four and one. Again, who you play to win the game? Sure. And last night he won the damn game for him because when they needed him the most, he was money. Man, Josh, Dock he looked led like Vikings. he looked like old Russ. Not Josh Dub led defense though because. Leslie, or uh, uh, what, what, what's his name? Uh, we say Leslie Frazier because he used to be the uh, defensive coordinator mm-hmm. for the Vikings. Uh, uh, our guy, uh, Brian Flores, mm-hmm. defensive coordinator for the Vikings. They're actually playing really good on defense. <sighs> and they found a way to win. Eh? Yeah. No, no. Everything is saying, your eyes will tell you. Statistically, they will tell you. The Vikings are good defensively. And Russell Wilson beat them at the end of that game. Like, that was... 
I can't believe you forced me into Russell Wilson defense. It's he right. is Russell I backed Wilson. you into that corner. But you know what? I've done this several <laughs> times this year because I'm all about fairness. Be fair to the guy when he's playing really well. I don't like no, he, Russell Wilson. No, he no, he no, is he, playing he really was, damn he was good well. Last night. He, was, he was. He was. Gr- I say great last night. Ah, good. I say great. I say good. But back to the Seahawks. Uh, that game was a travesty. They need Russell Wilson. Yeah, that game was a <laughs> that game was a travesty. Oh boy, that it was, was ugly. It was very, very. What is it about the Rams and the Seahawks no. that no matter how bad both teams are, good both teams are, that they it's, it always turns out like this? I don't know. Sean McVay has Pete Carroll's number, and um, I it was a stinky line. I took the Seahawks in this one. In Vegas, had them had them pegged one minus one, and the, the score is seventeen to sixteen. Yeah. And I'm just like, I hate you. You have a nine-point lead, and I'm like heading into the fourth quarter, nine-point lead, feeling okay. Mm. And then Gino gets hurt, and I'm like, oh, crap. Well, yeah, Drew Locke couldn't have played any worse than it, what he did. Yeah, and I I feel for, for Drew Locke in that situation because, like— He hasn't played in damn. like a year, right? And But he when, he when he has come in, he looked okay earlier this year when he when he got in. It was like, not anymore, man. Mm. That sucks. And then, what? unfortunately, what cost Seattle a lot, too, was that— uh, uh, mysterious defensive no, PI. Yeah, yeah. I was. Zone. I want to get to that yeah. because penalties were an absolute joke and a killer for the Seahawks. Yeah. And twelve penalties for 130 yards is unacceptable. That's and like wild. You, you cannot win games, especially when your quarterback is uh, injured in the fourth quarter. Twenty-one when you, penalties in a game. It's when you just... have that many penalties going against you on the road, it's like good luck, Chuck. But what he is uh, what. Old Mr. Rust over there, Johnny Utah, is asserting the Devin Witherspoon pass interference on Puka Nakua in the end zone. Yeah, I, as, that was BS. There's, there's nothing in that. Just atrocious. I am a wide receiver that. that calls DBs cheating bastards because they are. Yes, at all times. There's nothing in that. There's nothing there. There's nothing. He, just, in he that. tripped. I no, think on his own it, guy. But Puka Nakua initiated contact yes. with Witherspoon and then fell over and got the PI call. Yeah. Like what are you? What are you supposed to do? Which then, of course, ball on the one yard line, and guess what happens? Yeah. You get a first down from the one, yeah. and the then NFL that was the was, goal. That was the touchdown that kind of sealed the Seahawks' fate too. They they were packed twelve in it pretty hard, but um, I just the one thing that I came away from this game thinking is the NFC sucks. Oh yeah, it's bad. It's, it's not great. Bob. Bad. Like it's yeah. it's the Eagles and the Niners and everyone else. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Because I'm not even sure we can really trust Detroit up there at Death this walk. point. Yeah, they, I can. I, I still not trust them right now. But the, the Eagles and the Niners have like they've earned that respect over years. The Lions, their first year back, I really like them, uh, even though they they didn't cover last night or yesterday afternoon. Monsters. Well, because they're playing the Bears. Yeah, so there are seven team. seven playoff teams for each conference. Do you know yeah. how many teams in the NFC are above 500? Ooh. Four, seven. Oh, hey, good. But the number eight team is the Packers at four and six. Good Rams God. at four and six. Falcons at four and six. Buccaneers at four and six. Well, I mean, the AFC only has eight teams over five hundred. <laughs> you know, but I think you go. I think the point is, you go from good to bad really quick. In yes, the NFC. because is anybody yeah. trusting the Saints? No. Right. I mean, you're I mean, six, the sixth best team in the, in the NFC right now is the Seahawks. And I would I I would agree with that. Actually, I probably would put them above the Saints, even right. Yeah, I mean, so I would the Saints trust, are five and five. Yeah, but they're division leaders, so they're yeah, they're so in they the, that four. Yeah, I would put, I would put, uh, I'd put the Seahawks right right in that mix, right there. 
because like the Vikings long-term viability I don't know what Josh Dobbs will be in Kevin O'Connell's system because look so much of the NFL is building a book right you get a book on a guy in a system and how the coordinator and the the quarterback play off of each other and it's a really tough gauge right now like the amazing thing is that Josh Dobbs just came in and won a couple games and you're like what the hell is going on here dang near pulled it off again yesterday but as a team starts growing a a book on all right, they're playing to his strengths right now. How can we take those away? And what is going to be the pivot that Kevin O'Connell, who we already have a book on this coordinator and how he likes to call plays, how he will tailor his offense to Josh Dobbs. And I am fascinated to see that because I've long said this about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback that has had the best weapons. <laughs> now it's like the second best weapons yeah. only to Brock Purdy. And the, boy, the Seahawks or the 49ers look back. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. I wish that Geno Smith was healthy, but I want to see that game between the Seahawks and the Niners now a little bit more than ever on Thanksgiving night. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a real fun one. We, oh, the NFL has gotten this right with their scheduling coming up. Yeah. They have made, they have perfected the final five week stretch. Yes, they, they have. They perfected it. You're right. Because it's boy, howdy. Nothing but. Conference or not conference division games, yeah, and then uh, your tougher cross uh, cross division games. Well, and now you actually have a Thanksgiving Day that matters. I mean, I, I remember like a couple of years ago, it was just like we looked at the Thanksgiving days, and everybody was like collectively, ugh, right? Yeah, you start out Packers Lions in the early one. Usually, it's just been ugh because it's the Lions having to play, and we have to watch the Lions. Well, now a, you're like, hey, Lions. That's a good team. Yeah, it's a, it's a division rivalry. Jordan Love, can we can we talk about Jordan Love actually looking good yesterday? I, I will push back on good. I will say functional. <laughs> Danny will never change his opinions <laughs> on a quarterback after he has made the, his opinions on the quarterback. He made a couple throws though. Sure, that were like sure. actually that's a big time that's a throw. Big time throw. Sure, that's a big time throw. And he had a couple of them where you're just like, oh. Once I make my decision on you, you got to go a whole year. But the, before before I before that's I fair. Come back. But he actually looked he functional. Looked, yeah, for sure. You could throw him out. He threw for three hundred yards. Like I, he was balling. We are being, is the Chargers. We so. are being subjected to to Washington though. And that, did you watch any of that game yeah. against the Giants? Yeah, uh, Tommy DeVito versus Sam Howell. The sackapalooza that it was. What Goodness. was it? Thirteen combined sacks in that game. Sam Howell making some head scratchers. He got lit up on a play too, where. Uh, like that that goal line play where oh, he yeah. got in and he Goodness. just got rocked. I mean, it was just like, are they going to kill him? Are they going to because the it's, not, it's yes. not like Joe Burrow where Joe Burrow was like taking hits, but he was going down soft. Like Sam Howell was is getting like smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so is old Tommy DeVito. Uh, Thibodeau got the 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 uh, personal foul flag thrown on him for yeah. bringing the two handed hammer on top of his helmet. I was like, ooh, that can't. That's an old school move. That's a Deacon Jones. <laughs> That's a Deacon Jones helmet slap you yeah, got there. Let me go ahead and uh, ring your bell a little yeah. bit. See how you feel after that. But Thanksgiving got Packers lines. Then, mm-hmm. you, as you said, Commanders, Cowboys, which Cowboys looked really damn good um, yesterday. I thought they were going to cowboy that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they turned it on the fourth quarter. They left the no doubt. Give and they the said, we're done. And then you get the nightcap is Niners Seahawks in Seattle, uh, which will yeah. be, it's going to be cold. I feel like that game. That if you don't have Geno, has, it's not going to yeah, be. Yeah. If Geno's healthy, then uh, if Geno's healthy, it's going to get weird. Pete's saying he thinks he can go. There we go. Like he thinks he will go. I think that game has it. Like, I don't think that the Seahawks are going to win, but I think that game has the p- uh, potential to get weird. Just Thanksgiving in Seattle. 
do you think of Seattle Seahawks and Thanksgiving football? No, I don't. That's the thing. Is like I feel like this has a potential yeah. to just kind of go sideways. I couldn't see. Uh, like like when I think Thanksgiving, I have to Madden imagine the Madden Turducken. with the Turducken yes. on the field, and I can't see it there. No, and that's what I'm saying. Some, something it. about that whole situation just feels weird. It's just a it's just a Thursday night football game. It's a net slot, right? It's just a TNF game. Sure. You know, you're not wrong. So Which, they're going to wear lime green? It's, it's not a 9.30 kick in the morning. It's not, you know, 12.30 in yeah. the afternoon. It's, it's that regular Thursday night football slot. The most offensive, like... Uniform matchup ever could be the lime green Seahawks against the traditional San Francisco 49ers. Oh, the Reds. Like, like, where, like, just the gold helmet, even if they're in their white jerseys, it'd look like a clean traditional team and then your green highlighter out there. That <laughs> yeah, would be, that would, I'd just be enough. like, nah, I'm out. They'd be just twisted enough to do it, just to upset everyone. Yeah. I like it. I, I like where their head's at. Uh, speaking of liking where their head's at, if you're oh. a Chargers fan, you've really got to like where Brandon Staley's head's at. We're oh, going to get to that and more. But first, here's the Big Kahuna with the Sports Center update. I hear they got some tasty burgers. This is Rivalry Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by PG Long on 1080 The Fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Man, that sucks! I don't know, maybe I am, uh, maybe, maybe I've got a little cowbell fever. Ooh, I got a fever. And the only, and, and the only cure is more firings. Da- I don't <laughs> like that fever! You need some penicillin, my man. You need to get that fixed. It's, I, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, like I said, I was talking to some, some Chargers fans last yeah. night that were distraught and, uh, they uh, they want they want Brandon Staley gone, and I'm almost certain because they were working or they were at the game and didn't catch the post game comments mm-hmm. from Brandon Staley. Because had they heard these comments from Brandon Staley, they would not have been like, ah, I think he needs to go. I think had they heard these comments, they would have been very fervent in their dismissal of Brandon Staley. No doubt about it, because what Brandon Staley is doing to the this team that is we can call it what it is it's one of the most talented rosters in the entire NFL like if you just look at every level on both sides of the ball they have got all pro caliber players i, I you look at it and you say all right what teams can say that it is championship contending teams it is a very short list it's the chiefs it's the niners and it's the chargers Right? You could say the Eagles are probably in that conversation as well. Outside of that, you cannot go through a team where you can legitimately say every position group mm-hmm. has an all pro caliber player. Yes. And they, the Chargers do. Yes. It's incredible to and see. Yet, and yet, they're not good and their defense is horrible. And remind me again, Brandon Staley, he does what? He was a defensive coordinator before. Mm. He took over as a head coach. And post-game, he followed it up with uh, letting everybody know who's going to be calling the defense. I have full confidence, like I've told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, Okay. So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. 
<laughs> that sure yeah. sounds like some misplaced confidence. Yeah, and it's certainly some mis- mis- misplaced confidence because their defense has been what's letting them down over and over and over again. And yet he wants you to know that it is, in fact, the defense that's not going to be to blame. I'm not here to talk to, f- to the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players, the locker room. I know that we give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have. Okay, And we have done it here. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements. Today in the run game, we played outstanding. We're rushing the quarterback well. What we got to do a better job of is in the passing game. And that's where our full attention is, mm-hmm. and it's where it will continue to be. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. We didn't play well on, enough on the red zone on offense. We dropped too many passes. Okay? We gave up a few killer sacks. Okay? We did this as a team. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today. Our team lost, and I am fully responsible for it, and I take full responsibility. But we lost as a team today, and that's the storyline. Boy, doesn't that sound like a coach who should knows, have been fired weeks ago? Knows what his future holds. Yeah, and and it is the unemployment line. And yeah. look, Brandon Staley is a very nice guy, and he sure. is he is a really good defensive coach. But there is a disconnect there with this team, and you look at it and you say. All right, let's break it down then. You know, are, are, is the defense woefully bad? No, but when they need them to get a stop, they cannot do it, right? Like, last yesterday was a 23-20 game. He said we were great against the run. They rushed for 102 yards against them. The Packers did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Justin Herbert continues to put the team on his back and put his team in a position to win football games week in and week out. And yesterday, it was no different. Has Justin Herbert have had his games where he is to blame? 100%. No doubt yes- about it. Not yesterday. Not yesterday. Yesterday, he was PFF's highest-graded passer of the week. He wasn't the week before when they put up 38 points against the Lions and lose 41-38, to mm-hmm. right? Like what Staley is saying is like there there are truths in it, right? It's the half, defense, it's half truths. but the defense isn't to blame because like if you look at from a point standpoint, like they're losing games like twenty to seventeen. You're not giving up a whole lot of points. You're winning games twenty four seventeen, twenty eight twenty four. Like you're doing enough, right? But this is the NFL where close games matter, and we were talking about this with Lincoln Riley in that it. It then is your leadership, and is every mm-hmm. is that guy getting everybody to pull in the same direction? And are you maximizing the talent that you have? Because just like USC, mm-hmm. the Chargers have got a ton of talent, yep. and they are losing games that they have no business losing. Yesterday was one of them in Green Bay. The week before against the Lions was one of those games. You look at uh, the the Cowboys game. That was one of those games as well. They lost to the Titans. The Titans are a mess right now. The Titans are an absolute mess. They are far more talented than the Tennessee Titans are. Yep, they lost that game as well. The Chargers' wins are against the Vikings by four, yeah. the Raiders by a touchdown, the Bears, and the Jets. Those are their wins. In a league where most games are decided by a score, they find a way to fail over at an incredible and Over clip. and over again. And... I know that ownership and leadership at the top, that is that they do play a massive role in kind of that trickle down of the organizational, uh, the organization. But at the same time, you have to have a head coach who can, despite ownership, see Dan Campbell 
mm-hmm. can get everybody pulling in the same direction. And there's also an element here of you're going to have some regression to the mean in one score games. We're seeing it this year with the Vikings, you know, actually over three years. They were they were bad, then they were great, then they were bad. The Chargers have never had the good yeah. under Staley. They've never had the good in the one score games. They haven't found themselves on the winning side of that. That becomes less a regression to the mean and more of an indicator of who who they are as a staff. And that's where the defense comes into this is yes. because you, how many times have we had the offense go down, score, only for that to just absolutely have a defensive meltdown in the final minute of a game? Herbert, was it? he leads the NFL in their first four years in total yards, total touchdowns, total production, I believe. And heading into last night's game, he was 28 and 28. Is that what it was? He was 500. No, he's 500. I think yeah, he's 500. They they gave up 1,502 points, had scored 1,502 points uh, in his time. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's Every, Everything was quite literally 500. And Everything. you look at his production, and he's not perfect. I don't. I don't want it because I feel like you get the oh, he's from Oregon, yeah, so he gets like the, this defending so, Herbert. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm. I'm not going to defend him. He's a Charger and a Duck. What? The, what the hell would I defend the guy for? <laughs> you know, it's it's he's been very good. Yeah. And yet, in spite of that, they fail so often. And in this, it's not like they invent new ways to lose. They lose the same way pretty regularly. In which is not truth. stopping guys on the high leverage possessions. Yeah. 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 And I know that in all of those comments that Brandon Staley had right there, I know that a big frustration in in those comments is the first round wide receiver dropping what should have been a touchdown to win the game. Yes. Well, and those drops they had yesterday were just all at the absolute worst times, it felt like. Not there's ever really a good time for a drop. No. It, yeah. No. No, there's not. But it, it was... And there is something, too. A, a you let bit of, Jordan Love, a quarterback who's not good, style on you. Yeah. But there is something, too. Like, you know, Justin Herbert throws a ball that has a lot of zip on it. Certainly. And... He has got, we saw he had a lot of drops from his receivers in college, too, mm-hmm. where, you know, that was a big thing about his, you know, the, his, the naysayers of Justin Herbert. It was like, dude, he's hitting guys in the hands. They're just not catching the football, mm-hmm. right? In college, you're like, that shouldn't be a knock on the guy. No. In the NFL, it definitely should not be a knock no, on the guy. No, because those guys should be catching They the ball. should catch that football. And that one that Quentin Johnson had go through his hand was... It wasn't the worst uh, drop of all time, but you're a number one wide receiver, first round pick, a dude who's brought in to make those plays. That is where you feasted on yeah. at TCU, and you, he seal clapped the ball. Yeah, that was a weird play. It just—it's like his brain stopped working for a split second. Yeah, he looked like a like a lineman trying to catch it. Yeah, like he just was like, nah. Unfortunately, you know, it's just, you know, he doesn't have Warren Sapp hands. I think that what we hear from Brandon Staley. Is a guy who knows what we all know. He's dead man walking. Yep. And this is going to be a massive hire for the Chargers moving forward. Because, like, lost in all of this is that it's going to get worse before it gets better because of Joey Bosa's injury. Joey Bosa's Mm -hmm. foot injury is good. Like, that did not look good at all. And, like, anytime you have a guy who has his history of injuries, like... Um, like you, you know when something is wrong with you because you're like, no, I've been hurt before. Yeah, I yeah. know what it feels like. Yeah, that's Joey Bosa. Yes. He hurt his foot and he knew, he knew it, it right away. Yeah. When he was on that cart and he was crying, I was like, oh, that's that's a recognition of like this is not normal. That sucks. Yeah. And 
that is one of the most talented players in the NFL who does not have the best of ability, which is availability. And no, that's already a mark that's, that that's, that's there. Maybe they should go next year and go find a good offensive coach like a Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Sorry. I, almost, I would love to see I almost that. got it out. I would love to see it. Let, let, let Josh McDaniels hey, go coach that. Maybe game. we're wrong in all of this. Hmm. Maybe it's not the commanders. It's the Chargers that need to trade for Bill Belichick. Ooh. Nah. I don't want to see them have good things. I don't. Uh, Belichick in LA would be hilarious. <laughs> lot, lot of ring cameras out there. Lot of uh, ring cameras yeah, out he's there. single, ready to mingle. Let's I'm, go. Listen, man, he's not a West Coast guy. No, I, I've, yeah, it's it's the this, 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 the sun is quite literally too bright. Uh, uh, well, from one bad injury with Bosa to yeah. another in college football, Jordan Travis suffers a devastating injury. What does that mean for the college football playoff and the potential Heisman races that are coming mm-hmm. up? Because that and more came up here in Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. This is Rivalry Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by P.G. Long. On 1080 The Fan. Got to turn and burn here real quick. A little bit of it, not even a little bit. Uh, uh, it's Rivalry Week, and it's a uh, it's a Rivalry Week uh, important update, as we now know that the Apple Cup will continue for at least five more years as both teams have come to an agreement hey, to that's, keep things going. That is awesome. I love that. And I, I hope that we get this with... Oregon and Oregon State sometime in the near future. If you look down at Oregon's schedule, it's going to be hard to do, especially next year since they have uh, 13 games on the yeah. schedule because they Without have the game at now. Hawaii, and so they were able to add another one. So they've got Idaho, Hawaii, Texas Tech, and Boise State on the schedule, and the the easy one would be to buy Idaho out of that game and inside Oregon State in, but then you're sitting there and you're going – that's a gauntlet, mm-hmm. right? Like, think about that gauntlet you would have to run through in your schedule, and that that makes it very tough. Um, now, Cowards. can you buy out any of the other ones without your full share of Big Ten money, too? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's something that yeah. also needs to be taken in, under consideration is um, those bots. I hope it does mean a lot to to Oregon. To, and it, it, it feels like it does mm-hmm. mean a lot to keep this game going, keep this rivalry going. Continuously, and Washington, Washington State, they, they from the jump, they wanted to make sure they kept this thing going. Yeah, and I do believe Oregon and Oregon State want that to happen, but there's a lot of hoops that they got to jump through because there's not a lot of open spots when you look down because of the stupidest thing that college football does, which is scheduling decade in advance. Yes. And also, the big part about this, and let's be blunt about it, for for all parties involved, is money. Yeah, and that's why the very first game in this in this new five year deal is going to be in Seattle at Lumen Field. Yeah, so it, it's going to be a uh, a fifty fifty gate split between Washington and Washington State, which certainly helps the Cougs here. Yeah, but you you do have to go double up into hostile territory. But that's you just say fine and you swallow your pride and you make it happen. But yeah, on the flip side, in the agreement, they will return to campuses. And they will be. They will alternate from 2025 through 2028 between Pullman, Seattle, Pullman, and Seattle. Yeah. So they will get. They will get the Apple Cup back in Pullman after a little one-year hiatus. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's really cool and good on those two universities. For that getting game done means a lot to yes. the state of Washington. This game that we're going to talk about all week long in Oregon, Oregon State. We need to have it happen too because it means a whole heck of a lot to the people of this state and to the players that are from this state, 
that play for each of these teams. And I know that those numbers are getting fewer and further in between of how many guys are actually local on each of these teams. But for those small percentages that are from the state of Oregon, it means so much. And that like it needs to happen. I hope it happens. Yeah. I think that it is a uh, it's a must that you get this done. Yeah, it's, you just got to figure it out somehow, some way. Yep, it's not going to be easy, yep. particularly next year. But they've they've got to figure it. And out. they don't they don't have the neutral site like you know the the Cougs or the Cougs and Huskies have either. Like Lumen Field isn't even though neutrals in Seattle. Yeah, but it's a you know the fan base in. Seattle is very big Washington State contingency too because it's a major city in the state. There's nowhere in Portland that they can go play at at a bigger stadium. No. Ah, screw it. Let's go do it at Hillsborough Stadium. Let's do it. We can we can pack them in there. We can pack them in there. <clears throat> Lots of SRO tickets there. Yeah, uh, put in some put in some temporary bleachers behind uh, behind the, Was it the north scoreboard side? at whatever uh, Providence Park. Mm. There you go. Pack them in there at the Mac Club. Stuff it in there. Yeah. Block out the Mac Club viewing. Yeah, let's, like I mean, that. well, Mac Club can still have their little skybox at the top. There but, you go. You know, just uh, bring in some of those temporary seats. Uh, that'll be enough. Yeah, bring in fifty thousand to, to 50, Providence 50, Park. Let's, fifty thousand temporary seats. Let's make it. Let's make it work. All right, we're gonna. No, res- they only need thirty thousand. Yeah. Oh well. All right, we're going to reset hour number three with uh, some unfortunate news out of Florida State with Jordan Travis. Uh, what it means to not only co- Florida State's uh, potential for the college football playoff, but what it means for Washington and even the Oregon Ducks. We'll get to that and more. Come up here in Danny Dusty, 10 the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.